Pastor Varun and Pastor Don Lahaprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Okay. How long should I preach? We're going to talk about family this morning. I know that I cannot finish the whole sermon. I'm going to preach as much as I can until you, I notice that you get tired. Then I will stop. <laughs> For me, I usually get tired. I, my brain operation lasts about four hours. So I get tired about at four, the four hours. <clears throat> we are living in the time, in the day of deep imitation, imitation or synthetics or plastic. Is that right? We have a lot of false things. We are living in the day of substitutes. Can, can, the, can we keep the children um, in the room just a little bit longer? Can we do that? So that the parents can listen because this is about family. I want the husband and wife to listen to this sermon. Amen? Okay. People can make a cheap, make a cheap thing by imitating a real thing. You agree with that? You can go buy false uh, gem and false a diamond. There are substitutes for everything. And one of the things that we face today, the error that men make today, is a false family. The family that is not the real thing that God has designed and created. Why? Because we try to do something, make something up that is out of the design of God. So that's why as a church, as, the, as, a, as Christians, we need to know exactly what the designer make. What is a package? And this is a teaching about family. That we need to understand what God make as a family. Amen? Hallelujah. God has his definition of his family. Institution. He is the architect. He is the definer. But what happened is that Satan come in to destroy everything in the world. He is the killer. He's a destroyer. Yesterday I opened the, I rarely open internet because I don't have time. Yesterday I opened internet, tried to look for the direction through mapquest.com. And I was shocked because out of when I opened, boom, something come up. Oh, you want to find girlfriend? You can plug in here and you can find a woman of different size throughout the nation. It's said, what? You can see that Satan is working in the internet. They try to trap you into find a spouse through internet. This is crazy. How can, you, uh, how can you know a woman or a man through internet? You cannot. You need to meet that person. Is that right? So the devil used all kinds of methods to twist the things of God. Satan tried to come and destroy family. If he can destroy the family, he can fulfill his plan and he can try he can really hinder the work and the purpose of God you know why because the purpose of God for this world is done through the smallest unit of the world and that unit called family if the devil can break up families the society will be broken and that's why you notice one thing the devil did not bother when Adam was alone the devil show up when Adam got married. So in other words, the devil know that if he can break them up, the purpose of God will not be fulfilled. 
He want to control everything in the world. He want to destroy the world. And how he destroy the world? He gonna come into the family. He gonna come into husband and wife relationship. He gonna come into your kids' life. They would. He try to destroy the world. You know, when we talk about the issue of family, we are not talking about mediocre issue. We are talking about the essence of civilization. We are talking about the hope of the future. The future of this nation depends on the strength and the success of the family. If the family is broken, this nation gonna be in trouble. We are talking about the future of this nation. The issue of family is important. Have you ever faced or read the news or look in the TV about people that driving around and shooting people? When I moved into my new home a few a couple years ago, I got eggs seven times on my door. Teenager come to my house and throw egg on my doors. And when I look at that, the first reaction I think they have they have problem with the family. If these kids have nothing to do except to throw egg on somebody's house, the parents need to shape up. It means that they come from a broken home. That's why they have nothing to do. When you see the people who don't care what they do, they just kill people, shoot people, you know what is the problem with that? It's not a problem with that guy, it's a problem with the family. When the family is broken, you see a lot of consequences in society. People began to lie, to cheat, to get into many bad things. That's why the family is very important. It's the core of everything of this world. People may ask this question. Does God want me to be happy? Yes, God wants you to be happy. But to be happy is not God's primary concern. His primary concern is not your happiness. His primary concern is His purpose and His will. He wants His will to be done. Amen? So, if you don't follow God's plan, you are not happy anyway. Right. Yesterday, I asked, answered a question. Why God has so many rules in the Bible? Why God need to teach me to tell me, do, do this and do that? Let me ask you this question. If you buy a Toyota car, or buy a Ford car, how do you take care of the car? Looking at the manual of the Ford on Toyota, is that right? You don't, you don't try to take care of the car by looking at wrong manual. The same thing. This is the manual of your life. If you want to be happy, if you want to be successful, you need to follow this book. The Bible is the guideline, is the manual of the manufacturer. And the manufacturer named Jesus. He created you. He knows exactly what you should do in order to be happy, to be joyful, to be successful, and to have an abundant life. This is the manual. That's why the church needs to preach the word of God. And that's why I cannot preach only five minutes and send you home. I need to preach the word because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. God create everything good. But who mess it up? Is God, does God mess it up? No. We mess it up. Human mess it up. Adam and Eve mess it up. So if we have a bad family, if our home is broken, it's not God's fault, it's our fault. Because we don't follow the biblical principle. Because we don't follow the word of God. That's why as a church, we need to look into the Bible how we can build a family. We need to look at God's law and God's principle. Unfortunately, many men, many men in our society are no longer what God wants them to be. They follow the crowd. Many women are not God's woman anymore because they listen to what the society say. 
But I want to tell you, if you want to get the right thing done, you need to get the right prescription. And if you want to get healed, you need to follow the prescription. And that prescription is in this book. You need to follow the Bible. If you want to have the best result of your family and your home, you need to listen to the manufacturer. You need to listen to the designer. You need to listen to the creator. And that creator wrote this book by his inspiration. Amen. If there is something wrong in your family, something wrong with us, with you and me, not with God. We are the one who need to change. God doesn't have to change. God is perfect. God doesn't need to change. Amen. So we're going to look at the issue of family. Maybe I can preach only one subject today. I have three subjects. Number one, look at Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. We're going to look at the Bible when sin has not come into the world yet. Sin has not come into the world in Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 3, something bad starts to happen. So we're going to look at Genesis 1 and 2 first. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the, first, the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. You can see here that the Bible says, Let us, capital U, S, let us make man in our own image. Who is God speaking to? Who is God speaking to? God is speaking to each other. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit had a meeting. They talked to each other. And this is what they say, if we're going to change to the language of today. You know, the Father... You know, Holy Spirit, you know, the Son, Jesus, we really like each other. I like you, you like me, because we are perfect. We like each other. Let's make our own kind. We like each other. So let us make man in our image. Let us make something our kind. Because we are good. We are perfect. Let's make man in our image. So what you can see here, the purpose God created the family for His purpose. What is His purpose? Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So, what is the purpose of God? God wants the family to represent God. God wants us to shine the likeness of God. To shine the love of God. To shine the holiness of God. To shine the righteousness of God. To let the whole world see God. God, Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They work together as one unit. They all work together. The same thing. The husband and the wife and the kids work together as one unit. To shine the likeness of God. When people see you and your wife, when people see you, your wife and your kids, they need to see God in you. Amen. Your home should represent God. Amen. God make everything good. Now, it's as you understand this principle, only one sentence I just preached today. This one sentence, this, is, this should be your attitude. Your attitude say, I would talk to my wife, Da, Da, we are here as a family. The purpose that we have this family to make God look good. Amen. My family gonna make God happy. 
my family gonna follow the program of God, and that means glorify God. Amen. When people see our relationship, when they see our relationship in the house, they will see God in us. We want to shine and reflect and reveal the image of God, fulfill the plan of God, demonstrate. God in history. We are in year 2004 right now. I was not in 1893. So in this part of the history, who g o n n a shine the glory of God? You and me. Is that right? We we g o n n a shine the glory of God. We g o n n a real reveal the image of God in history at this time. And then God say like this. God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, "Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it." Okay. God create. God put a family in the world, and say you're gonna have kids. You need to understand that in the in the thinking of God, to have kids doesn't mean that you have uh, the the purpose of having kids is not just having somebody come out and. Oh, they, he looked like me. No, no, he looked like you. No, the nose looked like me. No, no, the eye looked like you. That's not the purpose of God. That is just for fun part that God add to you, that your kids look like you. Just the fun part. But the reason that God give you kids, not just that you can play with your kids, but so that one day they will fill the earth with the glory of God, because your kids will not stay with you forever. They're gonna go to somewhere else. Amen. When your kids grow up, they get married. They're gonna re- they're gonna move to a new place. They may move to Renton. You may you may grow up in Belleville, but they they move to Renton. You may grow up in Renton, but they move to North Seattle. They may move to Tokyo, to Japan. Some of them may move to Hawaii. And some of you say Amen. <laughs> so God told Adam and Eve. That you need to fill the earth, not themselves, their kids fill the earth. What does it mean? It means that when our kids, when our children grow up and get married, and they go somewhere else, they will replicate God there. They will duplicate God there. They will fill the whole earth with God's kind, Amen. with the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Therefore, I want to tell you right now, as parents, you and me. So many of you are parents. The greatest challenge that we have as parents is not to pay college bill. The greatest challenge for us. <laughs> Thank God that my daughter obey me to stay here, not go to another city. Save a lot of money for me. <laughs> The greatest challenge to raise kids is not about college bill. It's about raising them up, train them up. Show them example that one day when they get married with another person, they move to another land, another place. They will represent God there. They will replicate God. They will duplicate God. They will relocate. They will establish a new family, and there God will be seen through their life. That is the most challenging thing. That's why one time, long time ago, I have a family walk into this church. They are not here, so I can say this. They walk in with five, ki- with three kids, and they say, "Pastor, I come here to look for good youth program. 
I say I don't have good youth program, but the most important thing is you. I can have good pro- good good youth program, but if you are immature Christians, your kids gonna be like you, because you produce your own kind. So it's not about producing good youth program; it's about producing you to be a strong Christian, so that you can be strong parents to train children up to liberate God everywhere. Amen. The children is in the Sunday school only, what, one hour. But you are with them every single day. Don't throw that responsibility to the church. Don't throw responsibility to the youth program. It's your responsibility, parents. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So, you should look for the church that helps you grow, not just have good, nice children program. Amen. So when you move to a new place, and that's why Satan wants to destroy family, because if God can destroy me and die, and we, if we divorced many years ago, can you imagine? It will go down to joy, everyone. Boom! They will leave God. They will not become godly family anymore. But we can stand firm together because we not only love each other, but because we want our children to one day represent God wherever they go. I want to please God. Amen? Therefore, the issue of family is theological. The issue of family is not just bam, 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 and then two persons go to honeymoon and, and uh, lie in the same house, in the same bed, and then just have some kids and then they are, die. No, the issue of family is theological. You know what theological means? Theo means God. It's about God. It's about representing God. It's about multiplying God's kind all over the world. And Satan hates it. Satan wants to stop that. That's why he breaks up family in America everywhere. I heard that some Satanist members, uh, members from Satanist church, when they go up on the airplane, they will pray like this. Break every family in the city. When the plane goes through the city. This is what I heard. I believe it's true. So we need to pray opposite. We say every family in America will stay together and have a strong family. We need to pray that way. Amen. So you need to understand that. Are you, let me ask you this question. Are you committed to your family enough to build the family that all glorify God? Do you, you need to understand one thing? When you break up and when you fight and when you Build up the family that doesn't glorify God. You embarrass God. Do you want to embarrass God? I don't want to embarrass God. Amen. We want to please God. Because God created the family for a purpose. To show His likeness. We keep the family for the sake of God. I know some of you may say, But my husband... Get on my nerve. I want to call a lawyer. I want to divorce. No, 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 no. Don't embarrass God. Keep on going. And I'm going to talk about that next Sunday, about husband and wife more, about how you can keep together. Today, just beginning foundation. But you, you cannot get this foundation, you can go nowhere. Because you need to understand that the center of your family is the issue of God, theological. You need to please God, not embarrass God. Amen? Now, you may say like this. Oh, wow, pastor, you are teaching about ideals here. Ideals. Perfection. But I came from, I came from a broken home. You say like this. I came from a broken home. 
Oh, I, have, I see a lot of problem with my dad and my mom. I, I came from broken home too. I never forgot when I was six years old, I was sitting on the, on the stair of my house and I saw my dad and my mom fight like this. And it really broke my heart. I'm serious. I mean, I just saw my dad and my mom fight. were fighting and quarreling. And, I mean, I'm not trying to look down on my dad and my mom. They were not believers at that time. Now they are believers. At that time, they were having a lot of problems. All, all the years that I grew up, I never seen my mom and my dad love one another. They live in different rooms. They never joy together. They have a lot of problems. But I kept praying and praying until they got saved. And now they, my mom is in heaven right now and my dad is still going to church. At 86 years old. So, but I want to encourage you one thing. Even though you came from a broken home, you came from a home that looked like hell. But don't keep hell going. Don't keep hell going. When I saw my mom and my dad fight, and when I grow up to be 23 years old man, and I know I'm going to marry down one day, I say to myself, I can, I'm not going to keep hell going. My family is going to be successful. And thank God, God lead me to Jesus Christ. Amen. I will open heaven in my home. I will start heaven in my home. I'm not going to let hell go. Keep going in my house. I'm going to change history of the Laha Prasit. My real name. Full name, Lauha Prasit. Amen? Heaven is in my home, not hell anymore. I break that curse. I stop that in the name of Jesus. By the power of the resurrection, I'm going to have a good family, godly family. I will carry the name of God. I will glorify God and I will enjoy His blessing. Because I obey God. Amen? Amen. Should I continue? Second thing. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. How about 10 more minutes? You can bear with it. I know you're hungry for the word of God. Genesis chapter 2 verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Oh, this one I think the lady loved to hear. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to tend and keep it. You need to understand that at this moment, only Adam had been created. He did not create Adam and Eve at the same time. He created the man first. And you notice one thing? God had to prepare the man for the marriage. If you are not ready, don't even look for a girlfriend. You need to be ready. And I will tell you right now what you need to be ready for. God prepared Adam for marriage. And God did two things with Adam. And the first thing is to give him a job. If you don't have a job, if you cannot earn the living, you cannot even pay your own bill and you still ask for your mom and your dad money every week, you don't even think about having a girlfriend. Because you cannot take care of her. God gave the man the job before he got married, before he can get married. Not only the job, it's not about job alone, it's not about financial uh, provision, but also God gave him a job to teach him responsibilities. Let's say at the same time, responsibilities. If a man cannot be responsible for his job, 
if a man cannot be responsible for the church ministry, if a man cannot be responsible for what God has given them to do, for example, if I give you a job to do today right now, some man here, and you just drop the ball, you don't carry through, I wonder you can be responsible for your family. I wonder you can be f- f- uh, responsible for your kids and your wife in the future. You need to learn responsibility as a man. I mean, don't take me wrong, I'm not teaching this to condemn anyone. Because we all come out from the dark world. We all come out from bondage and sin. So I'm teaching this to help you to understand that God, by the grace of God, He can help you to be a responsible man. Amen. You work. You are responsible. Amen? Take responsibility of whatever God gives to you. Responsibility of your work, of your study, of your church, whatever that God gives. Take responsibility. No matter what. You do it. You take, get it done. As a man. And all the men say. Amen. I don't hear very loud. All the men say. Hallelujah. And the second thing that God did. Not only give him a job and responsibility. Verse 16. And the Lord commanded the man saying. Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. The second thing. That God gave to Adam not only a job or responsibility, He gave him the word. God commanded, God told Adam. So, my dear brother, sister, uh, my dear brothers, <laughs> not sister, my dear brothers, you don't only provide your wife with food on the table, but you need to provide her with the word of God. You are the one who bring the spirituality. You bring the presence of God. You bring the word of God. You bring the commitment of God into the family. The husband needs to lead the wife and the kids to God. To the word of God. I remember the first Sunday I went to church, I never forgot. I became a new, brand new believer in Bangkok in 1981. I got saved on Friday. Sunday morning I woke up and I... We usually sleep in on Sunday. At that time, we just you know, got married, only a short period. And then on Sunday, I woke up and said, Da, let's go to church. She said, oh, let's sleep in. <laughs> no, it's just because we are new. You know, don't blame her. I'm not trying to put down on her, but it's normal. You know, we are new believers. I said, no, we must go to church. We're going to go to get the word of God. We're not going to go to get the things of God. Let's go to church. And Da said, yes. She woke up. She listened to me. She got, she got dressed and we went to church that day. Amen? We, you, as a husband, you don't only provide your wife and your kids with physical needs. You don't only bring bacon to your home. You bring the Bible to your home. Amen? You bring the Word of God. You need to be the head of the household that love the Word of God and love the presence of God. You, you notice one thing? The Bible never say that Adam told Eve about don't eat that fruit or that tree. But when, when uh, the devil came and dis- tried to deceive Eve, what Eve said? Oh, God told me. Did God, told, uh, did God tell Eve directly? No. God did not tell Eve directly. God told Adam. But how Eve know? Because Adam told, had told Eve. Adam has a responsibility to know the word and to lead the family to know the will of God. So man, 
You are. That's why I call brother Romero. Come out because I know you are the key man in your family. The key man in the family is the husband. If the husband go for God, the wife and the kids will be blessed. Amen. The key man. Because you are the head of the household. Amen. You bring the word of God to your household, not only to buy the Bible and give to your wife. I don't mean that way, only. But it means that you will lead them to the way of God. You will lead your kids and your wife to the way of God. You practice what God say. Whatever God say, you practice in front of your kids and your wife to let them know that you honor the word of God. Amen? Now, after Adam got two things, he is ready to be married. So single men in this room, are you ready to be married? Are you holding your responsibility? Do you know the word of God? Do you love God? Do you promise God that you're going to lead your new family to God? If you're not ready yet, you're not ready to have a girlfriend. Amen? Now look at verse 18. I go on a little bit here more. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Now God see Adam is ready. Was ready. He got responsibility. He got the word of God. Now he's ready. And this is interesting because in Genesis chapter 1, everything that God said, everything is good, everything is good, everything is good. This is the first time in Genesis 1 and 2 that God said, it is not good. What does it mean? It means like this. As strong as a man is, as good as a man is, no man has it all. Listen one carefully. You may think that I'm a perfectionist. I'm a PhD. I graduate from big university in America. I'm an engineer. I'm great. I know everything. I'm a great guy. I tell you right now, all the men in this church, you, have no, you don't have it all. You need somebody to help you. Amen. You, some of you may marry some, a woman into your house already. And you say, oh, what a mistake I make. I married this woman. I know some of you think that way, not me. <laughs> oh, what a mistake. I tell you, it's not a mistake. You need her. Amen. You cannot do it by yourself. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need her. You cannot do it yourself. Every man in the planet Earth needs a helper. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> a couple of days ago, in the car while we were driving home, Da said like this, you know, if I die, I don't think you can survive. <laughs> oh... <laughs> I say, Amen. <laughs> I don't know how to cook. I'm going to have to eat McDonald's every day. <laughs> I need help. Amen. Hallelujah. So God say like this, I am going to bring you, Adam, Victor, Ron, somebody along your side who can complete you, who can make up your deficiency. Who can make you better? Maybe you are a little bit kind of perfectionistic. Like everything has to be like this. Right on. But 
God bring in a wife that a little bit kind of lay back, easy going, so that you can calm down. <laughs> Make you complete. Don't be too uptight. <laughs> Add into your lack because no one is perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. So you should appreciate your wife. You should see her as a gem, as a special grace of God. Make you more complete. Don't look at her as an appendix, as a leftover things. She is the one who made you complete. Thank God for your wife. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, somebody come alongside to help you. God created Eve to come alongside to be a partner with Adam to achieve the calling of God in his life. I cannot build this church without that. You know, in fact, that did more than me. That did a lot of things behind the scene. Do you know that? A lot of things I cannot do. I cannot give counseling. If people come for, to me for counseling, I tell you, you are in trouble. Because when you say other things, I just look at you, I have no feeling, and I say, one, two, three, four, go repent and do it. That's it. For that, she will, oh, she will grab your hand, oh, please, oh, show me. For me, really? Okay. You need to repent. One, two, three, four. That's it. If I am a pastor in this church alone, you're in trouble because I have no much feel, not much feeling. But that has a lot of sensitivity. So I need her. Amen. I think I should stop here. Should, should I continue or stop? Oh, a long, long sermon. Continue? Are you sure? Amen. Okay, let's continue a little bit more. Verse 19. One of the, out of the crowd, the Lord God, I feel bad for the Sunday school. Out of the crowd, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would name, call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So you can see that God gave Adam authority to give name to animal. Oh, that is giraffe. That is monkey. That is uh, crocodile. That is um, um, gorilla. That is zebra. So he gave all the name. And then verse 20 says, So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, listen carefully, but for Adam... There was no not found a helper comparable to him. Okay, let's have an imagination right now. You are Adam and you stand there. Oh, zebra, gorilla, uh, elephant. Oh, hey, I name all. But suddenly Adam come to himself. But the elephant have another elephant. But zebra has another zebra. And gorilla has another gorilla. And he went, how about me? Zebra cannot do anything with me. Gorilla cannot do anything with me. Elephant, oh, the nose too long. Too big, I cannot kiss elephant. Oh, this animal cannot do anything with me. He still feel, he started to feel lonely now. <laughs> he said, oh, oh, oh God, I, I need helper. I need somebody who look like me. Maybe a little bit long hair. Maybe have a little bit different shape because my shape is like this. 
But her should she should be like this, something different shape, something that would catch my eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. He felt lonely. I want to let you know right now. You need to tell your wife that you cannot be a man of God without your wife being a woman of God. You cannot be complete without her. Then you will feel lonely. Is that right? If she is God's woman, then you can be God's man, and both of you can fulfill the plan of God together. Adam said, "I am lonely. I'm missing something in my life. Look at the elephant. They have somebody. I don't have." But thank God, God is a merciful God. God doesn't make Adam marry gorilla. <laughs> Verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep. Are you glad that God doesn't make force you to marry gorilla? Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Ah, oh, he performed an operation now. So, <laughs> um, how many people have been touched by God and when you're on the floor and you cannot move your body? I have that experience. One time I went to the meeting went with a pastor and I was touched by God and fall under the power and I couldn't move. So that pastor come and lift my hand up. I was really gone in the, under the power of God. My body just paralyzed by the power of God. And the pastor said, I think he, he hypnotized himself. I, I, when I listened, I said, I'm not. I'm not crazy. I'm a, I mean, I'm a neuro, neurosurgeon. I, I, I'm not crazy. So God make Adam fall. God can do anything. God can make you lie on the floor and could not move. God make Adam sleep, fall asleep, and then he slept and took on, took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh. He's a surgeon. He closed the flesh in his place, in his place. So you can see here that God created family out of his power. He made Adam fall asleep. He pulled the rib out or the side out, and close it up, and then he began to fashion the woman. The, in the Hebrew language, God, the Bible says, God make a man. But in the Hebrew language, God fashioned a woman. What does it mean? It means that God put in intricate detail. The line there, the curve here, very intricate detail on the woman. Just fashion her. So that she will look very interested for a man to look at. Here and there. So when God created a man, like Pastor Caesar, this is how I, I want to kind of make you understand. When God created Pastor Caesar, this is it. Here. But when God create, created a Nali, Very intricate, very detailed. That's why men like to watch women. I already start to see in my son. He, he starts to like to watch women. That's a human nature. All the men like to watch women because it's so, God is so smart, you know. He didn't make, oh, I would be bored if women look like me. I thank God a woman look, look different from man. Amen. Are you thankful to God? Amen. 
Say Amen. Amen. He put all the detailings, all the detail that look make woman look very beautiful and attractive. Amen. Hallelujah. Tell me when I should stop, because I can preach all day. Tell me. Verse 22 and 23. Then the rib which the Lord God has taken from man, made into a woman, and He brought her to the man. Let's say it at the same time. He brought her to the man. Okay, I stop here. My wife give a signal. I need to. She is. I am the head, and she is the neck. He brought her to the man, and Adam said, "This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man." You can see here. I'm gonna conclude the sermon here and fit, continue next Sunday. God is a matchmaker. God did not create Eve as a baby. God made her as a grown-up woman. When she come out into the world, she did not know anything about a man. She did not know anything about dating and having any relationship in dating and boyfriend girlfriend. She was not even looking for a man. She just come up, and you know the difference is this: her hand is in God's hand, like this, and God lead her. This is your man. So what I try to say is this: ladies in this church, don't be a man hunting. Don't hunt for a man. Don't be a fishing, run fishman, but be a God hunting hunter. You hunt for God, and God will grab your hand and lead you to the right man. Because if you hunt for a man, you may find a gorilla. And you will be sad. Amen. Let God lead you to the right man. Don't worry. So all the single, can I pray for you right now that God will lead you to the right person? All the single, could you please stand up? All the singles. How many people want to make sure you marry the right person? Okay. I don't. Why don't I pray for you? I'm gonna end up in, in this prayer. I want you to have a happy marriage. I want you to find the right man and the right woman in your life. I like to pray for you. Actually, maybe Da, she, she is not hunting me. I was hunting God, and you know, I'm kidding. Maybe Da can pray for all of these single. All this, those who are single and don't stand up, it means you don't want to get married. Is that right? Single who don't stand up, do you want to get married? Stand up. Okay. Okay, my wife will pray for you right now. The Heavenly Father, right in your presence right now, Lord, I thank you, Lord, for all the singles, Lord, yes, who Lord. step by faith and, and stand up, Father, to, to receive the blessing from you. Thank you, Lord. You said it in your word, Lord, that Faith will please you, and nothing uh, please you but faith, Lord. So they stand up with faith right now. I just want to pray, dear God, that you will give them the blessing, Lord, of, of having um, godly family, and they get married. 
I pray, dear Lord, that you will please take their hands, Lord, to the right person for themselves. Yes. Father, we pray, dear God, that in the meantime, when they don't have the spouse yet, yes. I pray, dear Lord, that they will be, Father, quiet, be quiet in the spirit, that they will, Father, not be anxious about anything, but to seek you. And your kingdom and your righteousness first, Lord. Amen. I pray, dear God, that uh, every single one will know in their hearts, Lord, above all things, that you love them to the utmost, that you shed your your blood for them, Lord, that they are so precious in your sight. They are the apple of your eyes, dear Lord, and their business is your business, Lord. Their care is your care, Father. So I pray, dear Lord, that every single Um, singles, Lord, we have the peace of mind, yes, and Lord. Father, we'll know, dear God, that you will provide for them at the yes, right time, Amen. and um, with the right, right person. Right so I pray, dear God, yes. that you will Holy. please, Lord, yes. bless every single one, Lord, and and we realize now, dear God, yes. that family is the most important thing, Father. The the element, Father, the unit that is so important, yes. Father, and. The the devil tried to destroy family, Lord. Yes. So I just want to pray, dear God, that all my brothers and sister will have godly and successful family, yes, so that Lord. your name will be glorified all to the earth, Lord. Amen. Father, that you will uh, duplicate, Father, yourself all over the place, Lord. Amen. Father, I pray, dear God, that um, from now until they meet their spouse, I pray, dear God, that they will have their joy and peace Amen. and um, in their heart, Lord, until yes, then. Lord. Father, I would like to commit every single one into Your mighty hand Amen. right now in Jesus' yes, name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at two zero six. Two seven five one zero four two, or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org. You may also write to us at the following address: New Hope International Church, nine one seven zero Southeast sixty fourth Street, Mercer Island, Washington nine eight zero four zero. Thank you very much. 